two of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain. You've heard it before, don't sweat the small stuff. And I'm going to tell you, I think that's a bunch of stuff. I don't think it's right. Look, I'm respectful of the book written by Dr. Richard Carlson back in 1996. You probably remember the book. It's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Well, with great respect, I want to suggest an alternative viewpoint. There are some things, and personal health is a critical one in our personal lives, customer engagement, primary in our professional world. Those things make up the stuff over which we truly do need to sweat. We're going to talk about what the small stuff is that you need to be sweating in your business and your life on this edition of Project Distinct, brought to you by Distinction Nation. Just check out DistinctionNation.com. We'd love for you to join the nation. You sign up, and all that you need to do is just sign up for Distinction Nation, and you receive free workbooks, free eBooks, even a free 14-day audio program on how you can create personal distinction. It's all there for you. It's absolutely free just by joining the nation, distinctionnation.com. We hope to see you there. Well, I've heard so much about not sweating the small stuff. And gosh, we hear it so much. It kind of becomes a mantra, right? Don't sweat the small stuff. Maybe you've seen the meme that says, uh, don't sweat the small stuff and everything is small stuff, right? To make us think we shouldn't worry about anything. I think, though, that we do need to sweat the small stuff. You know, United Airlines could say we fly you know, tens of thousands of flights every week. One single flight is small stuff. But if they cancel the flight that I'm on to get home to my family after many days on the road, to me, that isn't small. Might be small to them, not small to the customer. You might be late in delivering a report to one of your internal customers, somebody you work with. You could rationalize, hey, it's only a couple of days late. Don't sweat the small stuff. But if the delayed report means that she will lose an account that was awaiting the information, it's an enormous setback for her. In other words, what's small stuff to you might be enormous to someone else. I love people and organizations that sweat the details. Reminds me of my friend, the legendary speaker, Joel Weldon who will ask his audiences to participate by answering two simple questions. Here's the first one. How many of you here in our group today have ever been bitten by an elephant? Naturally, none of the people in the crowd raise their hands. Then Weldon poses his second query. Now, how many of you here have ever been bitten by a mosquito? Unsurprisingly, every person in the crowd will raise a hand. Then this master speaker pauses for effect and delivers the knockout punchline. See, he says... It's the little things that always get you. Joel Weldon is absolutely correct. It's the little things, the small stuff, where so many professionals get tripped up. Perry Paxton once wrote, quote, Excellence is in the details. Give attention to the details and excellence will come, unquote. So I want to give you three steps for sweating the small stuff today. Number one, ask, is everything exactly right? Now, look, I realize when you hear that step, you may be inclined to think, you don't understand how things are where I work, Scott. Nothing ever goes exactly right, and that may be the case. However, if we fail to ask what it would be like 
if everything went exactly right, we diminish the likelihood that we are detail-oriented enough to meet every need of our customers. Are you concentrated on getting everything perfectly? A few years ago, I mentioned this point to an organization of chiropractors that had booked me for a speaking engagement. After the meeting, I received an email from one doctor in attendance. He noted that because of my comment, he'd walked around the exterior of his office building to be certain its appearance was exactly right. He normally parked in the back and walked in to leave the front spaces for those with back problems that were coming into his practice. Many hadn't walked in the front door of his own office for quite a while. He mentioned to his surprise, he observed that weeds were growing around the steps to his office. Rushing to the office every morning with his mind on his practice, he just hadn't noticed them before. Realizing it wasn't exactly right for his patients if they had to see or step over weeds to get inside, he had them pulled and had the area landscaped. But the shocking aspect for him was that for the next couple of days, every patient mentioned it to him. Unfortunately, some even said, you know, I wondered how good of a doctor you could be when you couldn't even take care of your front steps. You know, what if you went to the bank and the teller counted out your cash and you noticed that her fingernails were dirty? You might not change banks because of that, but there's no denying it makes the experience less than exactly right. Here's step number two. What action steps do I need to take to deliver exactly right? Okay, you developed the list of what exactly right looks and sounds like, so now it's the next logical question. What specifically do I or we need to do in order to deliver? You may have heard that employees at Starbucks are forbidden to wear cologne or perfume at work because it would interfere with the aroma of the coffee. When you discover how focused Starbucks has been over the years on getting everything exactly right and then taking the action steps required to deliver on that standard, you begin to more deeply understand their extraordinary success. Break down the action steps at Starbucks for just a moment. They've decided exactly right means that when a customer enters, the aroma of the coffee is enticing and creates a more compelling experience. The question then becomes, how do we deliver that for our customers? Well, they obviously don't want you saying to a barista, wow, your Tommy Girl perfume is wonderful. They certainly would, however, want you to say, the coffee smells fantastic. I I better upgrade to a venti. (laughs) Remember, what helps the customer helps you. Here's the third of the three steps. What policies, procedures, and activities should I or we stop doing? My pal Larry Winget and I were talking the other day about the two phrases that customers hate to hear more than anything else. He believes, and I agree, that the answers are, number one, we can't do that. It's against company policy. Number two, We've never done it that way before. Man, those are the two that just drive us insane. Now, when you say it's not company policy, what you may mean is that's against the rules my supervisors explain to me, or I can't take responsibility for doing something outside our standard practices or my level of training. I could lose my job if I did what you're asking me to do. But the problem is, here's what the customer hears. You're not important enough to make an exception. We're going to do it our way, and if you don't like it, tough. Or, I'm too lazy to see if I can do what it takes to serve you. What we have to do is to focus on how we serve our customer. The second one is, when we say we've never done it that way before, speaker and author George Torok has developed a top 10 list of the real meanings of, but we've always done it this way, 
It's really insightful, but here's three of my favorites. Number one, when we say we've always done it this way, what we're really saying is, number one, how dare you question the wisdom of your predecessors? It was good enough for them. Why isn't it good enough for you? Don't you have blind respect and subservience to those that were here before you? I love that one. Number two, perhaps you believe that you have the right to ask questions, but you're wrong. Shut up and go with the flow. Number three, it's working the way it is, all right? Leave it alone. Can we go now? No customer should ever be told under any circumstances, we've never done it that way. In the history of business, there has never been a customer who heard that phrase and instantly felt the way that he or she was being treated was exactly right. So once again, the three steps for sweating the small stuff are, number one, is everything exactly right? Number two, what action steps do I need to take to deliver exactly right? And number three, what policies, procedures, and activities should we stop doing? Jennifer Powell wrote in the Boston Herald, the bottom line is that doing good can be good for business if it's done right. I would amplify that statement and say it's great for business only if it's done exactly right. That's why everything we've talked about here is set to do one thing, make you more distinctive. Hey, that's it for Project Distinct for today. Thanks for sharing and subscribing. We really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow on the next new Project Distinct. You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain. To have Scott become your virtual coach and to discover more distinctive resources, check out distinctionnation.com for free videos, posts, and more. To have Scott personally deliver his message at your next event, go to scottmccain.com. Please share today's message on social media and make sure to subscribe to Project Distinct on your favorite podcast app. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of Project Distinct. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.